far from being only a concern for the ivory tower, practices and theories of gender are being hotly debated in the French-speaking public sphere. One could think of the uh, dual movement of the mariage pour tous a few years ago and the reaction to it called manif pour tous. We could also um, remember ourselves that Me Too, hashtag Me Too, was translated into hashtag balance ton port in French. And we are also uh, thinking naturally of the still ongoing dispute about the spelling and orthography, orthographe of the French language in relation to what is called inclusive writing, écriture inclusive in the original language. So even though some of the theories uh, related to gender studies, some of the positions developed in women's studies and feminist studies, both in the US and in France for quite some time over uh, several decades, could have been seen at one point as mainly an academic phenomenon, very clearly now, questions of gender are really at the center of many discussions in France. And that's what we are going to discuss today uh, with my guest, who is Dr. Uh, Anne Berger, uh, Professor Emerita of uh, Literature, French Literature, and Gender Studies at the Université Paris 8. Uh, and also taught for uh, quite some time uh, in my university, uh, Cornell. Um, she is the author of many books, uh, including Le Grand Théâtre du Genre, that was translated into uh, English as well. Bonjour. Bonjour, Anne. Bonjour, glad. Laurent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad to have you uh, with us today. Um, This is a ritual question in Vive la Différence, our podcast. I usually ask each one of my guests to introduce themselves and especially to explain their own intellectual trajectory and the relation between France and the U.S. So, go ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, um, vaguely thinking about this, um, the first thing that came to my mind is that Um, I'm, a, I'm an offspring, not only in historical terms, but in uh, intellectual terms, in political terms, of um, the 60s. I mean, I was, uh, I was an adolescent uh, uh, in the 70s. Uh, uh, and I'm saying that because uh, I, uh, I came of age, uh, for instance, with what was called the Women's Lib in America in the United States and the MLF, the Mouvement de Libération des Femmes uh, in France. Um, and as you know, as a, as a, as a very young woman at, at the time, I did uh, take part in that, uh, in that history, in that moment. Um, and then um, as, a, as a very young uh, um, professor, I mean teacher at that time, uh, I came to the States in uh, 1984. Uh, actually, I came directly <laughs> to Cornell. <laughs> Uh, basically, and uh, and indeed, um, I um, when I when I reflected on my trajectory in this respect, my intellectual trajectory, my professional trajectory, um, I, I I thought how how strange it was and how lucky I was uh, to have been the exact contemporary 
of, uh, for instance, uh, the rise uh, of what has been called a French theory in the United States. I mean, I came in a literature department, and as you know uh, as much as I do, uh, the literature departments uh, at the time in the United States were the epicenter of uh, what, what was called theory, and especially French theory. Uh, uh, stood for or was about. So uh, my, um, I, I taught in the States for um, a little over 20 years, again between 1984 uh, and 2006 or 2007. Uh, and as a result, I was a direct uh, witness and also a participant in uh, as I said, the, the rise of French theory, but also in the end its decline. Uh, and the rise of the literature departments, when, when I came to America, when I came to the American Academia, um, uh, you know, we, we, we did think that uh, the literature departments were the center, the, the, the living heart of the humanities. Um, and when I left, um, literature departments uh, were, and of course all this is linked on the way out, if I may say, as such, as, as literature departments. So um, I mean, the, the bad news for me is that I, I came to the States <laughs> at that That's point. That's right, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's, it's also, I mean, you know, it's, of course it's elating to, to, to be in a place when, when, uh, when it's the center of something intellectually and politically exciting, less so maybe um, when, when you, what you're um, um, you know, witnessing is, is, is the fall. But nonetheless, the fall is interesting too. Of <laughs> course. Of course. Um, so, uh, but the, the other thing is that, and of course all this is linked, um, while I was... Um, teaching first as a very young uh, professor, then as a less young one uh, uh, in, the, in the States at Cornell in particular, Cornell, Cornell being uh, at the time when I came uh, one of the bastions of what was called deconstruction. Um, um, I, I also um, witnessed, and, and again I was an active witness because I was, again, I was teaching in the uh, Department of Urban Studies, um, but I was also, uh, I became very quickly a member of the graduate field of what was called, at the time when I came, women's studies. Uh, and then uh, I witnessed the emergence of um, something that was uh, linked to women's studies, but uh, that uh, um, um, became its own independent constituency, uh, and that at the time uh, called itself Gay and Lesbian Studies, and um, uh, that's on the institutional level. Uh, on the intellectual level, I, uh, I saw, I was part of the moment uh, that saw the shift from the women's studies paradigm, if I may say, to the gender studies one. Uh, uh, and this happened uh, in the in the 1990s uh, decade, so it, it happened. It, it it was a long process at Cornell, for instance. There were about ten years of discussion uh, that ended uh, uh, at the very beginning of the 2000s. I think it was in 2002 that at Cornell the former women's studies program officially became feminist gender and sexuality studies, and 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 uh, this was a way of acknowledging, uh, again, the shift in paradigms from women uh, uh, to, to, to gender, and we can talk uh, a little bit about this uh, later. Um, 
then um, when I came back, then I came back to France, or I came to France, I don't know, uh, professionally, um, uh, and I, um, to, to take a position at Paris 8, um, in what was uh, at the time called, and I think all these terminological questions, of course, uh, have intellectual and political stakes. Um, again, I came to, to Paris 8 um, in, uh, to teach uh, in the Centre de Recherche en Études Féminines, founded by Hélène Sixou uh, in uh, 1974. Um, and, 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 and when I came here, and this is something I describe uh, in my book, Le Grand Théâtre du Genre, uh, translated in English under the title, uh, The Queer Turn in Feminism. Uh, when I came to France, then I was a witness of um, the, <clears throat> the, the, the rise, I mean, to a certain degree at least, uh, of uh, uh, gender theory uh, uh, and gender studies, uh, uh, which uh, whose, whose point of reference uh, was um, the United States uh, or, or whose point of origin, even though, of course, uh, uh, it, it, it doesn't mean, uh, contrary to what the, uh, some of the detractors say, that this was an American, that gender, for instance, was an American invention. No, uh, uh, all the more so since uh, um, the the the, the, the people, the intellectuals uh, and the activists in the United States uh, that uh, contributed to the promotion of you know, what was then uh, called gender theory uh, were themselves uh, uh, trained uh, uh, in uh, uh, French theory. And uh, um, so, um, so anyway, when I came back to France, um, um, this, I, uh, I was... Uh, again, a contemporary uh, and, and, and a witness to uh, a major a push in the translation of um, US-based gender theorists, to start with uh, Judith Butler, but Judith Butler's book, um, Gender Trouble, uh, was translated in France uh, for the first time in 2005. And I arrived, I was, I was back here in 2006, 2007. So that was really, again, the beginning, you know, that I, um, uh, that I witnessed and, and participated in. And so um, I um, very quickly, in fact, immediately uh, took, um, you know, administrat important administrati administrative scientific positions within uh, uh, my university and within the, the research um, system in France, and so I kind of accompanied the, the movement similar to what I had witnessed uh, at Cornell when I was there, which is the transformation of uh, Le Centre de Recherche en Études Féminines uh, into uh, something that was first called a Centre d'Études Féminines et d'Études de Genre, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, that uh, for complicated uh, institutional reason, uh, uh, reasons couldn't um, stay as such. And in the end, uh, we founded um, um, a research unit, a research institute uh, uh, called, uh, uh, in English it's funny, uh, but we, we like precisely also the, the, the queer resonance of it. In English it's, it's LEGS, <laughs> but it's an acronym for Laboratoire d'études de genre et de sexualité. Uh, and this uh, institute uh, started to function in 2000, officially 2015, and is still going on now and thriving, even though 
it's being threatened by uh, uh, all the um, intellectual uh, and political, especially, um, let's say, enemies uh, of um, any research uh, that uh, can be done in this field. So, I mean, in interestingly, um, the discussion we are going to have today will... Um go between two poles that are usually seen as being quite uh, quite different or maybe with too remote to communicate, especially in France. So a very academic uh, question, what does it mean to do women's studies or feminine studies, études féminines or gender studies, and what center is funded by whom at what, uh, at what point? And all of this is very internal to academia. The, the oddity of the discussion we have is that we, we really see, especially in the last 10 to 15 years in France, uh, a constant migration away from the very academic question of what does it mean to work on gender toward the social sphere. And sometimes with very uh, interesting or unexpected uh, echoes and resonance. And so that's what we are going to discuss, I, I guess, uh, partly. Um, and I thought that maybe it would be uh, a good beginning uh, after your introduction to uh, follow on one of the first works you did uh, outside of the uh, academic uh, construction of these units uh, in France. That, that is your, uh, your book that you mentioned before on Le Grand Théâtre du Genre. And maybe asking you both what you wanted to accomplish with, with that and what kind of reaction and reception you, you got for that uh, panorama, uh, uh -huh. critical uh, review of, of, gender, of theories about gender, uh, both in the US context and the French context. Uh -huh. um, well, first, I think I wanted to give an account and uh, to others, but also to myself, precisely of... Um, of, 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 of what in my trajectory was not only personal, but was part of a, of, of a complicated historical and spatial move. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people uh, who have, uh, whose whole career uh, have been uh, marked by this constant uh, going back and forth uh, uh, between uh, France and the United States. Um, and um, and of course, and as I um, as I worked also more and more uh, on, on in this field of, of research, the field that is now called you know gender studies, I also um, realized. I mean, it's of course easy to do. It's obvious uh, 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 that um, uh, I was uh, following a, a, a pattern which is at the at the um, at the root. Uh, uh, of uh, um, of what um, has become uh, the the kind of intellectual core uh, uh, of, uh, of of gender studies, or at least of gender theory, because from the start, and it's one of the of one of the things, one of the uh, the aspects, one of the dimensions I, I talk about in my book. Uh, from the start, uh, I would say that in the twentieth century. Uh, gender theory has spoken both French and English. And this is, uh, and, 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 and 
and, and, and you know, from from Simone de Beauvoir writing *The Second Sex* just after she's been back from America, uh, uh, to uh, Judith Butler uh, uh, writing *Gender Trouble*, which is a kind of, uh, uh, among many other things, a kind of reader's digest of the whole of uh, 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 what was uh, then called uh, uh, French theory. So. It's been uh, a, a, a Franco-American venture, which is also uh, what it's been accused of. You know, at a certain point, some people started saying, "Well, you know, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, this is too narrow. There are other voices, etc." Which is, of course, absolutely true, and it's absolutely le legitimate. The idea of opening, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the, the, the field of, of discussion and of thought production to other voices, other languages, etc. But historically, it's been this way. I mean, from, uh, the, what, from let's say, the 1950s, so um, late 1940s, so just after the Second World War, up to, uh, uh, again, the end of the 20th century, um, the, the, the voices in that field were mainly uh, 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 French and American. And of course, uh, w what resulted fr from that, it, it, or more exactly, it came with um, everything that happens when you have a process of translation at work. Uh, uh, appropriations, misappropriations, understandings, misunderstandings, uh, double language <laughs> in the figural and the, uh, uh, the proper sense of, uh, 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 of the expression. And um, I was interested in all this because also I was, I was, I was part uh, 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 in that. Uh, I was, uh, in, in my book, I, I try uh, uh, to, to, to account, uh, among other things, uh, indeed for... Um, uh, and, and, and to reflect rather on uh, the way um, some uh, some um, some notions were associated repeatedly with uh, a kind of you know imaginary national origin, so gender you know with America, sexual difference with France, etc. Uh, um, and um, again, uh, being somebody who was trained in literature, I mean, I've always worked between literature and philosophy, but nonetheless, um, of course, I'm interested in language questions. So, so I, I took the question of uh, uh, with what uh, language, with what words uh, 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 do we... Uh, 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 think about uh, 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 and, 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 and do we speak uh, when we think about these questions, when we think about gender, uh, when we produce gender theory. So that was one of uh, uh, um, my, um, uh, my main uh, axis uh, of, uh, um, of reflection uh, uh, in, in that book. The other thing I wanted to do is that um, I wanted to I wanted to produce I, I, I didn't have I had neither uh, you know uh, uh, m my intention was not to produce uh, a, a final synthesis or a final account I, I don't believe in final words in, in in any register and it's actually one it's actually something that I that I argue against uh, uh, as a result I don't believe that of course, sexual difference was one one expression among others that corresponded to, um, you know, a certain um, uh, intellectual, cultural, and epistemological 
moment, gender is another, but none of these words, of course, are final, and, and, and none of them, um, you know, can pretend to, uh, uh, to say everything uh, uh, and to uh, allow us to think everything there is to think uh, uh, about on these questions. Um, um, yes, so, but, but nonetheless, what I wanted to do is, is a kind of, uh, of, uh, of, of critical genealogy uh, uh, allowing, um, this is something very banal, but I mean, we know uh, from Montesquieu on that, uh, um, you know, to, to, to get a critical view, there is nothing better than to play on travel and distance. So uh, uh, I, I, I kind of, I was both, uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to, if I if you think of Montesquieu's Persian letters, well, uh, 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 the, the, the difference between uh, my trajectory and, and the trajectory of uh, Uzbek and Rika, uh, uh, you know, going from Persia to, to, to France, to the Kingdom of France, is that I came from both places, which is to say, um, uh, I, I, I tried to look uh, at what was going on in France with uh, so-called American eyes and to look uh, at what was going on uh, in the American academia with, you know, French eyes or at least some distance. So I tried to play on, the, on this kind of, uh, uh, you know, cross distance uh, um, uh, between the places. And, uh, and then uh, I think it allowed me to see um, um, quite clearly some things that are now I noticed, uh, you know, um, maybe already eight years after I had published this book, I, I, I went back to the States very briefly and I overheard conversations which made me think that I, you know, I had, I had, uh, I had been right in my, in my uh, thinking. For instance, uh, what I tried to do with the work of Judith Butler is, was to show not only what was already obvious, which is the debt that she herself, you know, proclaims, to Foucault on the one hand, to Gail Rubin on the other, uh, uh, and, and a few others who are less known in France, like uh, Esther Newton, uh, um, um, an American anthropologist who was uh, um, important uh, because uh, she, she, in, 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 uh, um, in uh, delineating the, the field of uh, uh, the anthropology of sexuality. Of course, Margaret Mead was a, was a kind of, uh, of a figure fondatrice. But after that, you know, there are people like uh, 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 Esther Newton, who was who 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 on top of that had a kind of uh, um, you know activist commitment as a, a, a as a lesbian to 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 these questions. Um, anyway, um, so um, this this I knew, and I wasn't the only one. Uh, I, I wanted also to. Um, to to describe, you know, l less uh, less uh, obvious aspects of uh, um, of Judith Butler's uh, avowed debt to, uh, to to Lacan, for instance, on the one hand, uh, to Derrida on, on the other, but also uh, I was struck uh, uh, by the fact that um, uh, Judith Butler's thinking uh, uh, for me was very much in line. Uh, with uh, the major uh, uh, school of sociology uh, in, uh, um, in the United States in the 20th century, uh, namely um, the school of social interaction, um, which started 
even though it wasn't called that way at that time with Ralph Linton in the 1930s, but of course, which was, um, uh, which in, in, in particular was, uh, was uh, uh, embodied, if I may say, uh, by uh, somebody like Irving Goffman. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that even though Judith Butler doesn't quote much of, uh, uh, of Irving Goffman, I don't think she quotes him even once in Gender Trouble, but she does in earlier uh, little essays of her. Uh, uh, again, I was struck uh, 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 with uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the kind of uh, kinship uh, uh, between uh, uh, Judith Butler's thinking about uh, performance and gender uh, as performance and... Um, everything that uh, uh, Irving Goffman has said about um, the fact that, um, you know, people um, as social beings uh, uh, play roles uh, and, 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 and the fact that their social identity is constituted through interaction, which he himself describes in theatrical terms. So that's, you know, I, I may, do... Maybe I, I could just add uh, yeah. two, two sentences here, uh, just saying in terms of intellectual history that Irving Goffman uh, was translated earlier uh, on in, in, in France, thanks to Pierre Bourdieu uh, mm -mm. In, in particular, and that Goffman's sociology uh, for people working in social sciences in, in France is only much more part of the mainstream than what the average American sociologist would, would receive in, in, in their training today, which might have prepared some of the uh, interest in Judith Butler when she was uh, translated into it, French. It, it, I, I, I would also add, uh, since we need to, to make uh, our, some... Some differences be be heard uh, that I believe Goffman is a bit more interesting than uh, Judith Butler in, in, in his approach, and especially because of the uh, enhanced plasticity of, of, of his relation to the uh, social construction uh, in, in his work and in, in his description of, of uh, stigmas, uh, for instance. And, but maybe you wanted to add a few words on the sociological uh, because it's also true that in France, it's it's not as if Judith Butler had been read first and foremost or exclusively by sociologists. But it's true yeah. that her her work has uh, resonated with people working in the social sciences uh, in in a, in a very strong way. That's and and I guess that right. the intellectual genealogy you were uh, describing and that you are uh, outlining in in more depth in 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 your book. Con certainly contributed to the uh, common understanding of what she was doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so um, anyway, I can't remember. Th there was something I that crossed my mind, and uh, and uh, and then I forgot. But um, but th that's that's only you know it's one of the few threads I, I try to draw uh, in uh, um, in that book. Um, now. Um, uh, and and yes, to 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 go back to what you were saying, it's absolutely true that uh, there was. I mean, Judith Butler was trained as a philosopher, uh, uh, and then uh, she did her career mainly in a, first in a department of comparative literature, then in the department of rhetorics at Berkeley, then back in comparative literature, etc. So, uh, and it's what you say is absolutely right. When she was translated in in French. Uh, the, the major passeur, 
to start with uh, my colleague and friend uh, Eric Fassin, uh, belonged to the social sciences. But of mm -hmm. course, uh, as we know very well, uh, the status uh, of, uh, the, the, of, of the, the division between the humanities and the social sciences has a very different um, a shape uh, 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 and status and intellectual content uh, in the American Academia and in France. So, so that these uh, the, the the sociologists uh, here in France are are much closer to theory, uh, at least many of them, uh, uh, than uh, than departments of sociology in in America. Um, but it certainly it certainly contributed to. Um, uh, in France, to to, uh, to to giving to Butler much more uh, quickly and forcefully um, a, a kind of uh, uh, you know a, a, a political scope with the idea that it was you know easily translatable in, in political terms uh, uh, than perhaps uh, in the United States. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, the reception uh, of my book, uh, to tell you the truth, um, I really don't know much about its reception in the States, <laughs> if there was, you know, any significant one. Um, in, in France, um, I, uh, well, you know, so, some things are... are I, I don't know because I don't want to enter into you know s small talk or whatever. But um, um, in in France uh, there was a reception which was also due to my position, which is to say I was quickly identified as somebody as a, as a player uh, in the field uh, of gender studies and gender theory. Due also um, not only uh, first uh, uh, to the fact that. Uh, uh, as soon as I, um, I was uh, elected professor at Paris 8 uh, in the then Centre de Recherche en Études Féminines, I became the director of that uh, unit uh, and then accompanied, uh, you know, or, or spearheaded rather its, uh, uh, its uh, transformation and its enlargement also in disciplinary terms. Um, and then uh, I was asked, uh, I belonged to a kind of... Uh, I don't know how to call that, um, you know, task force to, to create a, a, a national institute uh, uh, for, um, uh, for gender studies, uh, uh, whose aim was to help research in that field all over France, at a moment when, uh, uh, for the first time, um, uh, indeed, uh, the... Um, since France is, as you know, uh, the, the university system is a public system, France is a very centralized system, so uh, um, gender studies hadn't been allowed to, to develop in France because there was, uh, you know, frontal ministerial opposition. And suddenly there was an opening, you know, which happened toward um, 2010, uh, um, uh, uh, and this opening happened when the CNRS, uh, uh, the, the French uh, National Center for Scientific Research, decided to support this field officially. Uh, and this, I have to say, uh, was due in part to the uh, political and scientific activism of uh, uh, Sandra Logier, a rather well-known uh, uh, French philosopher. So... Um, so when this happened, uh, new programs were allowed to, to uh, 
um, to, to, to be created uh, uh, in the universities. And, and I remember very well, e even at Paris 8, which was one of the historical uh, uh, centers, uh, one of the birthplaces of, of, of this type of research. When I arrived, there was still a, a lot of hostility for reasons which, which I could explain uh, uh, toward that field. Uh, um, and, uh, and then in a few years, it's amazing what power can do, what the backing of power can do. In a few years, uh, things uh, were completely reversed. Suddenly, uh, our center at Paris 8 was considered to be you know, le fleuron uh, of uh, 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 the uh, 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 prestigious, uh, uh, um, you know, post for, uh, 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 and, and a source of pride uh, for, the, for the University of, uh, um, of Paris 8. Uh, the reason why, uh, one of the reasons at least, why there was so much hostility against this kind of, uh, of studies is uh, has to do uh, with uh, a, a certain type of uh, mm, uh, you know uh, a, a, a certain form of uh, French universalism, which is to say that and which transcends uh, the um, uh, you know the opposition in as much as as this opposition is still meaningful you know between left and right. By this I, I mean that. Um, you had voices uh, from the, the, the left-hand spectrum of the intellectual world, the academic world, or voices from the right-hand spectrum, uh, which uh, said that gender studies, uh, you know, were a ghetto, uh, that uh, it fostered uh, indeed, uh, you know, a, a kind of uh, communitarian thinking. Uh, uh, it threatened... Uh, um, society and the academy with a fragmentation, etc. So this kind of discourse. And my point, my stance, the one I always defended, was to say that there was nothing more more universal than thinking about these questions, uh, uh, than thinking about you know, uh, uh, um, not only uh, in classical terms, uh, 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 men and women and relations of hierarchy, etc. But but. Uh, uh, that that uh, but thinking of questions of sexuality, thinking of the intersection between sexuality and domination, thinking of uh, that uh, that that these questions are are questions that um, that, that that belong to what for me is the most general form of anthropological inquiry. Uh, um, so. Um, uh, so that was usually my 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 answer with, to 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 this uh, type of criticism, which is to say, no, there is nothing. It, we we are possibly the most generalist, you know, uh, of the fields, uh, uh, because uh, first of all, we are a transdisciplinary field of research, uh, 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 and um, and because we we tackle questions which uh, uh, apply to. Um, all kinds of, of fields of, of knowledge, of thought, uh, all kinds of social practices, etc. Anyway, why was I saying that to you? No, you, uh, you were. Um, I mean, it's important to 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 say what you what you just said. I, I, you, you were trying to describe this kind of institutional position that mm, you had at the moment right. of the publication oh, yeah, this, before this was... allowing you to to do that. Uh, 
I guess I need to do a two minute of autobiographical talk <laughs> in the sense Please. that I've been a, a student at the uh, Centre d'études féminines uh, in Paris 8. Uh, and it's true that when I was a student and I defended my dissertation in, in feminine studies in 2002. So just a few years before the transformation. And since I'm always uh, a contrarian, I really like the... Uh, the fact that at the st even at the time, beginning of the twentieth of the twenty first century, uh, the Centre d'études féminines was still a site of resistance because you could really feel this kind of hatred mm. and and uh, aggressivity against it coming from all kinds of directions, and usually for uh, all the wrong reasons, I would say. Um, and it's true that because I'm contrarian. Uh, I'm not completely reconciled with the uh, rise and success uh, in institutional terms of uh, gender studies yeah. I, as I see them uh, today in France. And I mean, this very odd position of being suddenly quite critical of many things happening in gender studies these days in, in France, but at the same time being one of the very, very rare people, especially men uh, and especially French. Uh, to have a PhD in, in women's studies, which gives me a, a strange uh, position there. but. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to comment no, no, necessarily no. on this. So, no, no, I, I will. Uh, well, it, first it's of all, linked to, to no, what no, you no, were of describing, course, of so. course. Well, I, I have several things to say. First of all, it's absolutely true. You, you were one of the rare men and French men on and top French, of that yes. yeah. uh, uh, to to do a PhD in what was called Etude Féminine at the time. Uh, which uh, Hélène, as you know, said was a kind of translation of women's studies. We, we can come back to that or not uh, later. That's uh, anyway. But uh, um, uh, in which, you know, she, she I, I mean, which was mis misunderstood, uh, Etude Féminine, the, the name was misunderstood and, and was misunderstood also from the feminist point of view. Yes, because people, and I saw that. <laughs> because people thought that the word feminine meant, you know, uh, upholding a kind of normative view of femininity, whereas, as we know for Sixou, the femininity she speaks uh, about is the one that comes from the future, so to speak. Huh? Le Féminin Futur was the name of the collection she had created with Catherine Clément uh, uh, in the 1970s. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and, and her notion of the feminine, I think, is much more uh, uh, in tune uh, with the way uh, um, also other very important thinkers of her generation uh, uh, played with the, the term in, in, in different ways, but in a certain way convergent. You think of Deleuze, Derrida, etc., where the feminine was what uh, what was what was uh, the the what I have called in a little piece uh, la folle du logos, which is to say what was it was a, it was a name, it was a term, it was a paleonym, of course, in this sense. So not not an exact term, but. Uh, 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 um, um, designed to to designate uh, whatever could uh, upset or whatever was being repressed by you know what Derrida has called to say things very quickly phallologocentrism. Anyway, uh, um, so here there was I, I think um, a big misunderstanding which which has been to some extent clarified. Now to 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 take up on what you just said about being a contrarian and worrying about the effects of the institutionalization of gender studies, I kind of want to reassure you. I think that the, this moment was brief, and I think okay. it's already <laughs> passing, which is to say I can see 
this we 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 were quite we were amazed, you know, by this uh, this this reversal uh, and this uh, entrée en grâce, you know. Uh, uh, but we did suspect, and I wasn't the only one, that it could be short-lived, and I think uh, it will have been short-lived. Uh, I think we're seeing all kinds of signs uh, that now uh, there is um, a big offensive again, and which might become quite su successful against, you know, uh, 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 this kind of uh, uh, of, of, of research. Uh, uh, I think the um, the backing of the CNRS uh, may also be waning. Um, I also think, for instance, that uh, some questions uh, that we are dealing with uh, in this field, and I know we'll talk a little bit about this later, like the question of l'écriture inclusive, you know, uh, 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 are again r raising um, an incredible amount of hostility, a hostility which I think is hard to account for uh, in the United States, but uh, we'll come back to this later. Just to, to pursue the, the, the initial line uh, of, um, of my long and digressive answer, which was, uh, uh, I was trying to answer it to your question uh, about the reception of my book. So uh, basically what I wanted to say is that because I became... Uh, after you know, uh, and and at the same time, I, I headed this um, this uh, unit uh, uh, in Paris 8. Uh, I was involved in this task force uh, uh, that was created to uh, to create a national institute for gender studies, and I was asked to direct it. So, when my book came out, I was the director of this national network, if you want, uh, uh, and. Uh, and so, you know, I think it gave a kind of, uh, it, 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 it helps uh, the reception in a certain way, you know. Uh, 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 and, uh, and, and even though I consider myself, and I've always said so, and I know it's true, as somebody who has always been uh, on the margin at the same time, you know, I, in this sense, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't use, uh, and, and, and I think I would be accurate, I wouldn't say that I'm like you, a contrarian, but somebody who remained of the margin, uh, on the margins of the very centers I, I, I helped create. <laughs> uh, and and in, to be in, honest, uh, they say I'm a contrarian. I'm not sure I am. <laughs> anyway, but, but if, if I'm no, called I, a contrarian, of course I won't contradict that. Yes. But, but still. No, I, I understand, <laughs> and, and I think I understand what you mean. Uh, but uh, the, the one thing I was, I was struck uh, about the reception in France, so I know, for instance, you know that because I, would, I was an identified player in this field, well, my book was given to students in gender studies, etc. On the other hand, and since we are on this topic, which I, I hadn't expected we would broach uh, uh, today, uh, I think my book has had also a kind of, uh, you know, an under, um, under current reception. I'm thinking, for instance, of a recent book published by Eric Marty, a very thick book called Le Sexe des Modernes, uh, uh, published at Le Seuil, and which takes up uh, the very same material I've, I've dealt about in uh, uh, Le Grand Théâtre du Genre. Uh, uh, and this is a book which, um, you know, um, talks about the same, the same sources, the same people I'm talking about, which, you know, were, I think, hardly known in France uh, 
before you know I gave them a little more uh, uh, visibility. Uh, and this book uh, doesn't mention once my book, uh, even though I think <laughs> that uh, uh, um, Eric Marty has read it. So I'm, you know, I'm not making any comment of that on that. But I, I uh, and and that book of Eric Marty was hailed as the first book dealing, you know, with the Franco-American history uh, 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 of the of the field of gender theory. So anyway, but. Um, uh, the, the one one uh, one element of uh, the reception of my book, which I hadn't anticipated, and which you know I, I kind of enjoyed, was that it elicited um, the interest of, uh, and of course that's a, a very microscopic world, um, of a lot of uh, psychoanalysts and psycho and small psychoanalytical schools, all Lacanians. This is when I, I discovered that there are I don't know how many Lacanian schools, uh, you know, in operation in count, France. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, and I was uh, I was invited by by a number of them to 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 to, to speak to them because uh, also. Uh, I understand because uh, my, as, as you know, and that's one of our differences, also intellectual differences. Uh, I am, uh, uh, I am interested in psychoanalysis. I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of course, um, you know, I, I, I don't like stupid analysts. I don't like vulgar ones. But I think you know there is lots to be found uh, when one reads uh, Freud or even Lacan, uh, 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 you know, seriously, um, and uh, um, and so and 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 because after all, um, you know, in the United States too, um, uh, um, gender theory even before uh, it became feminist with somebody like um, Robert Stoller. Uh, uh, emerged uh, uh, in the field that was linked to psychoanalysis. Robert Stoller was a psychoanalyst, a practicing uh, 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 clinician. And then you had somebody like Gail Rubin, who, who um, one of the first to produce a feminist theory of gender in the 70s in the United States, and who um, who started um, who, whose whose essay, one of her most uh, famous essays, uh, called uh, "The Traffic in Women," uh, advocate for um, you know uh, 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 an, inclu uh, an inclusion of uh, 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 and at least uh, 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 an interest in uh, uh, psychoanalysis uh, as well as anthropology uh, as as uh, two uh, fields. Uh, that have given uh, central attention to questions of, you know, sexuality, uh, uh, um, the construction of femininity and masculinity, etc. Anyway, so um, this is the the the, the long uh, answer to your short question uh, about the reception of my book. But uh, I'm probably not the best placed to to. Um, to 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 say something about oh no 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 I should I should yes now I'm thinking there is another streak of reception which and I was even more amazed I have to say by that um, uh, my book um, it, which wasn't uh, as often happens of course uh, um, was misunderstood I think uh, maybe because it was hard to place because I'm not a person who is 
aligned clearly, you know, with uh, one identified side or the other. Uh, and uh, um, and uh, I, was, I was surprised uh, uh, to uh, be the object um, of very strong uh, criticisms um, uh, on uh, um, coming from um, the, the self-identified queer side, uh, um, uh, and to, not to name him uh, Bruno Perrault, uh, who, is, uh, who teaches at, M at MIT and who is a former student at, uh, of Eric Fasson, and who, um, for several years, uh, was after me for reasons which largely escape my understanding, uh, uh, and who um, mm, described me as, and maybe this will furnish us a, a transition to another of your questions, possibly. I'm sure of it. Uh, uh, it described me as, uh, as, the, um, as the intellectual equivalent, um, uh, uh, um, the, as, the, as the theoretician, as, as, the, as the intellectual equivalent for la manif pour tous. So this was, uh, which was, uh, the big uh, conservative movement uh, uh, which took place in France between uh, 2012 and 2014 or something like this uh, um, uh, against uh, the promulgation of uh, against the promulgation of, uh, of gay marriage um, and so, so the, uh, the, 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 the gay marriage in question was uh, quickly called uh, mariage pour tous uh, exactly. Ma marriage for all. Right. And uh, in response to that uh, law and to the project first, uh, you had massive demonstrations uh, in, in France that were called manif pour tous. Exactly. Uh, demonstrations for all. Right. So, uh, right. Th that's where you had uh, a very complex and multifaceted uh, alliance of uh, converging interests uh, coming from uh, orthodox uh, monotheistic religions, for instance, not only Catholicism, but also exactly. some regions of Islam, especially, exactly. and the traditional right and the traditional far right and so on. So That's right. That's right. So, to, to, to so how is it possible that at one point you are becoming, uh, at least in the portrayal that is being made, uh, of you, uh, one of the uh, hidden thinkers of the Manif Portus. And, and by the same token, I guess we are uh, approaching now this question about the migration of very academic theories or concepts such as gender as developed uh, within gender studies, migration of such concepts and categories and, and ideas onto the uh, media and political scene in France, which is... Uh, relative novelty that we saw, especially through the Manif Portus and, and so right, on. Right, right. Uh, um, now, I, you know, I, I think the, this, uh, uh, this reading of my book is, of course, completely, you know, does, doesn't, doesn't hold, obviously. Uh, all the more since uh, the, the statements in my book that were incriminated uh, and in which basically I was saying something that Foucault had said. And, and I have to say that when I wrote that, I had forgotten about, as often happens, you know, uh, about the fact that Foucault had said basically the same thing long ago, uh, which was that um, uh, sexuality as such was queer, which is also something that Freud, in a certain way, even though he, he didn't use this terminology, had said. So... Uh, 
so I, it, what I was saying was read as a kind of accusation and as a sign of nostalgia, you know, for a kind of uh, heteronormative paradise, which of course, you know, is an absurdity. Uh, um, but it also shows you, you know, that, uh, uh, well, first of all, it shows you that there are bad readers everywhere, including in the field of gender studies and gender sure, theory. Sure. <laughs> uh, 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 and, uh, um, and, and that, as often happens, you know, questions of, uh, you know, personal questions get in the way of, uh, of intellectual in understanding. So anyway, but to go back to, to La Manif pour tous, uh, uh, it's true, these were massive demonstrations and they happened at the onset of the uh, uh, Hollande administration, so a kind of uh, center-left uh, so-called socialist uh, uh, government. Uh, and uh, as you say quite rightly, uh, the, um, mm, the opposition to gay marriage, to le mariage pour tous, uh, um, uh, produced a short-term convergence between uh, a Christian conservative uh, uh, agenda uh, 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 and um, Muslim fundamentalists. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, now they've each gone back, you know, uh, uh, on, on, uh, they, they've parted ways, but it happened uh, at that time. Uh, and I have to say that uh, people, when, when this happened, uh, people were taken by surprise, and, and I include myself in the people, which is to say, I never thought that France, uh, uh, whose um, sexual liberalism was legendary, you know, uh, uh, would, would see such, a, such an opposition, which actually marked uh, uh, the emergence of France, uh, in France, uh, of a type of right uh, the United States is very familiar with, mm -hmm. which is to say, a, a right uh, uh, whose uh, ideological core is 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 more, um, as they say in America, cultural uh, 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 than economical. Mm. Um, so uh, uh, this is this is what happened at the time of uh, uh, La Manif pour tous, uh, um, and um, 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 uh, and, and the, the, uh, another aspect of that, uh, of that episode, which lasted, again, I think uh, um, about two years, is that uh, it marked uh, also a recomposition, this time in, in, in an opposite direction, um, uh, uh, in the intellectual field, which is to say that uh, there had been um, a moment of, uh, of heightened discussion, but with no massive popular demonstrations, uh, at the time of what was called in France le Pax, which was, I think it must have, think it, I know it was sometime in the 1990s. I was at Cornell at that time still, mm -hmm. so I, I, I only, you know, uh, I, I saw this, this from very far, and I didn't realize actually everything that was happening in France around that. But, and I would say that the, uh, since I was in France at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that the opposition to uh, the Pact, the civil union, uh, was real, but certainly not as massive as I understand it. Right. Uh, even though during the Manif pour tous, I was living in the U.S., but not as massive as constructed and not 
and not a site of convergence between uh, quite different uh, positions. Right. And but what I wanted to. So it was a small, re small scale rehearsal. It, it, it was. Say. It was a small scale rehearsal, and and one that was characterized also by dissension within the academic uh, uh, research and intellectual world, which is to say that at the time of the Pax, uh, uh, there were indeed, you know, sociologists, anthropologists, um, mediatic psychoanalyst, psychoanalysts who, who, who came down with big, you know, um, um, uh, prophetic warnings against uh, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, uh, change, the anthropological uh, 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 threat to civilization, etc. Uh, and that left scars in the intellectual world, whereas uh, at the time of La Manif pour tous, uh, um, I think that um, most this time, including incl people, including intellectuals, including some of them who had uh, voiced reservations uh, against the civil union, paradoxically this time endorsed you know, gay marriage. So, so there was a kind of, uh, of reunification of the intellectual world, uh, at least in the humanities and the social sciences, uh, 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 who, who, who rallied for uh, uh, le, le mariage pour tous. And, but I have to say also that um, basically, uh, I would say that the, um, this, uh, this opposition to uh, gay marriage uh, the, the, the stake uh, of the opposition was not what it looked like, uh, what it what it looked uh, 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 like to, to to be, which is to say, it was not so much uh, the threat was not so much the union between two people of the same sex. The the question was uh, the, the the transformation of kinship, which is to say, and and that's what you you could see on the banners of La Manif pour tous. You know, you had. A big banner saying un papa, une maman, and of course, you know, in the right order, first sex, le papa, the second sex, la maman, uh, uh, equals un enfant. So uh, it was all basically about homo parenting, which is, it's true, one might say, uh, you know, in world historical terms, a new question. I mean, there has always been homosexuality, there has always been a place whatever, you know, um, made in, in whatever overt or covert ways for homosexuality throughout history. But this time, the question was and was felt to be uh, 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 the question of the family and the possibility, uh, which indeed, w sh uh, soon after that, was, was, was talked about and dealt about, uh, uh, you know, in, um, in legal terms uh, for uh, same-sex couples to... Uh, uh, to be allowed uh, to 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 have and to and to raise children. So so really, uh, the the, what, the the threat uh, had to do with the fact that suddenly um, one saw the possibility uh, that kinship might not be based on what Levi Strauss uh, said uh, it was based on, which is the division of roles and tasks between men and women in the family. So, um, um, so, 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 so that was uh, quite interesting, and I think that uh, that accounts for the, the the sequences, which is to say that after uh, um, the gay marriage law was passed and and la manif pour tous lost its cause, 
Immediately after that, so that was in the year 2014-2015, you had another big controversy, public controversy, uh, um, uh, and a mediatic one, and with some different forms of demonstrations around uh, what was called the, the teaching of gender theory at school. La théorie du genre in French that voilà. suddenly became uh, an expression everybody would have an, an opinion about. Voilà, exactly. <laughs> Which was a sudden miracle. E yeah. e exactly. And uh, so, and with, of course, the, the, the false uh, uh, impression given or the false assumption that gender theory, and, and here, here you have an interesting question of language because théorie du genre doesn't translate well gender theory. When you say gender theory, well, uh, as we know uh, in English, a singular word, word, uh, a word in the singular can have a plural or a collective meaning. So gender theory doesn't mean that there is one and one only theory. Hmm? When, whereas when you say théorie du genre, it is as if you were saying that there is only one theory. And it, when you have only one theory, it's not a theory, it's a doctrine, it's a dogma. And of course, that is not the case at all. The, the field of gender studies in the f is a field where you have competing theories, like in every other mm, you know, intellectual or scientific field. So anyway, but yes, uh, 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 théorie du genre pretended to translate uh, gender theory, and uh, uh, and the uh, and 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 what what I find interesting also in this episode is that I would say that it's the first time one saw in France on the on the large scale the production and the effect of the spreading of what one now calls fake news. It was typically you know, uh, fake news, this business about théorie du genre being taught uh, in the schools, with incredible things being said and being reported, uh, like uh, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, uh, uh, children uh, in the nursery school would be taught to masturbate as if you needed uh, teachers to, to, to uh, teach uh, little children to masturbate, but that's another story. Uh, 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 and the... Uh, the, the, the fear, which is interesting also, I think, both in, in intellectual and, uh, terms, but also in historical terms, one of the things that was being said is, uh, is that uh, the risk of teaching gender theory, which of course was never on the agenda, as you can imagine, at, at school, uh, the, the risk was uh, and, that... And, and school means elementary school. Elementary school. What, what, what school, happened? high school. Exactly. What, what happened is that the government uh, promoted what it called l'abécédé uh, uh, de l'égalité. And it was a very, you know, very mainstream, very timid uh, uh, way of uh, introducing the question of equal rights between women and men, uh, uh, the, the, uh, allowing for the fact that uh, there is more than one type of sexual behavior, that, that kind of things. Hmm? But it got transformed into this, this kind of uh, uh, monstrous uh, um, uh, emanation of evil, you know, uh, um, and um, so um, uh, what was I going to to uh, to say about this? Um, yeah, so I was saying to to me, it's the first uh, large scale, um, uh, you know, uh, um, emergence <coughs> of the phenomenon of fake news 
uh, on the French scene. And it's interesting that it starts there, you know, in this area. Um, and, um, but the other thing is that the fact that it happened just in the wake of Le Mariage pour tous contributed to the accreditation of another idea uh, that was actually uh, that, the, that the Vatican, that uh, the Catholic Church uh, helped to spread, uh, namely that gender was a kind of code word for homosexuality. Which is something which, of course, is you know, intellectually, epistemologically wrong, because as we know, there are so many... Uh, um, different uses uh, uh, of, of the word gender and, and so many uh, 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 different theories uh, uh, of gender and, and, and gender difference and gender hierarchy, etc. But nonetheless, I, I would say that there is uh, um, a, 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 a certain level of truth uh, in that, uh, um, you know, in, in, that, uh, uh, in that inference which is that um, historically it is, there, there, there has been, uh, I, I would say that in, in, the, in the recent uh, uh, times, uh, uh, and contrary to the way it was used, to the way in which the distinction, distinction between sex and gender was used, for instance, in the 70s in a kind of conventional feminist approach, uh, uh, gender has uh, uh, indeed uh, been, uh, uh, thought of and used as uh, what I would call a kind of uh, queering agent in the sense that it helped uh, interrogate the naturalness of, of the binary uh, um, order, you know, the division between uh, men and women, etc. And, uh, and that was indeed spearheaded by uh, thinkers uh, that came from sexual minorities. Uh, um, you know, Judith Butler, but many others, uh, Teresa de Lauretis, etc., uh, 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 and also uh, um, male thinkers in, in, in that field. And after all, after all, uh, you know, when one knows the, the famous uh, Monique Wittig statement, uh, uh, les lesbiennes ne sont pas des femmes, lesbiennes are not women. Uh, so, uh, you know, once, uh, uh, once you, 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 you start uh, 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 thinking that um, the, the uh, uh, that that there is no um, uh, no coincidence, no natural coincidence, no programmed coincidence uh, between gender identity and uh, the sex you're supposedly born with. Well, then of course. Uh, 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 you, you, then what is indeed uh, what comes under uh, critical sc scrutiny is uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, the evidence uh, uh, of uh, something like, uh, uh, like sexual difference. So in this sense, uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, even though, of course, uh, the, the Vatican representation of uh, what gender was about is, is a gross, uh, you know, um, um, misrepresentation, is, is, is a gross reduction. Uh, there is an element in there uh, that, um, uh, that, that I think uh, uh, says something about, uh, indeed, uh, 
the way gender theory has has evolved. Um, so, so we discussed how um, academic theories could suddenly uh, be misunderstood or appropriated and and, and become. Uh, political models or at least uh, prompts for political models. Um, today, in, I mean, it, it began a few years ago, but it's a fairly recent one. So uh, I'm not sure that théorie du genre, gender theory, is so much the, uh, the main target. But uh, what could look like a more technical uh, debate about spelling uh, and oh. grammatical rules uh, is... Um, center stage these days and so that's the whole debate about écriture inclusive so literally yeah. either inclusive writing that's literal or inclusive spelling it depends on how you you understand écriture um, and that's a, a practice that uh, suddenly came got more traction from within the academic world but that is now uh, much more upfront that you see in, in newspapers that you see in email uh, messages and you see in correspondence in general and that's the idea that since we have grammatical genders in French in a way English doesn't have um, we need to um, continue a reflection on the uh, construction and or deconstruction of gender uh, through a certain use of uh, variations between those uh, different uh, grammatical genders. And maybe you could explain a little bit what came to be known as écriture inclusive uh -huh. that existed before uh -huh. uh, being labeled as such. And also, I guess from there, we should discuss the, uh, the, the, both the merits of, of uh, inclusive writing, but also the uh, strong... Uh, I mean, I, I'm not so much convinced by the merits, I have to say, of, of, of this practice, but, uh, the merits or lack of merits. But what is certainly striking is that certainly um, you would have such a, a passion against it, or sometimes in favor of uh, a certain, certain mode or modality of spelling and, and, and writing that would... Uh, abruptly be uh, seen as absolutely meaningful uh -huh. uh, in the sense of liberating everyone from any kind of sexual oppression through the use of uh, a middle point or uh, a point in order to make a variation between the feminine and the masculine or on the other hand the idea that again same kind of uh, tropes that you that you mentioned before that this is basically the end of the civilization as we know it and the end of French society if we use inclusive writing. So uh -huh. I'm interested in all of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, as, as you know, because like me, you, you know, you're, uh, you're in between and, and, and so, so you're always other than yourself, depending on where, you're, uh, where you reside at the moment when you speak. Uh, um, uh, what I think is striking is indeed the importance it has taken in yes. debates in France. Yes. And I think this is something that is unimaginable in the United States. And it says something about, indeed, the place of language. Of course. Uh, 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 which, uh, which, which in France is something, is, is, is something that has had, um, you know, a political import and a political centrality 
ever since uh, 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 um, Lady de Villers-Cotterêts, you know, uh, uh, that uh, uh, by François Ier, uh, that uh, uh, proclaimed the French language as, um, you know, the, the, the administrative language and the proto-national language, etc., against Latin, etc. And ever since, of course, the... Um, the um, uh, the creation of l'Académie Française uh, 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 in the 17th century uh, uh, under uh, Louis the the 13th uh, um, uh, and uh, an Académie Française which uh, ever since has been thought of as the uh, emanation of a central power which uh, has its word to say about. Um, what the French language is or should be. So, so there is, there is. And, I think and, in and France. And maybe to to illustrate for our, <laughs> for our audience um, the the role that the French Academy um, at least affirms to to keep today. I, I would just uh, register because it, it touches on on questions of gender uh, that in 2020 the French Academy uh, decided to make it public that uh, people in in France and in French should stop saying le covid to refer to covid-19 using the masculine gender but that they should use la covid with the feminine gender so just to say that suddenly and then lots of people tried to change their practice uh, it didn't work actually didn't as work you know well <laughs> and, and they even have acknowledged it recently i saw that but that was a very interesting moment uh, that i was discussing with my students at the time that yeah. you even though it could it could look like the french academy found in the 17th century is much more like an antiquated and symbolic uh, body in fact it was intervening the way you would address the uh, absolute novelty of, of that uh, pandemic by telling you something about the right gender you should use. Right, right. So, that, well, that's exactly, this is, your formulation is right, you know, because the academy is, it's, it's not a, a feminist perspective, it's a question of what is proper, what is improper, yes. what is right and what is wrong. Um, so anyway, and to go back to what you were saying uh, about l'écriture inclusive, uh, it's important to say that uh, this is um, a movement, well, first of all, there are two things, because you have l'écriture inclusive and you have also new ways of, of speaking, new ways of, of, of presenting yourself in language. Uh, 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 if, uh, for instance, you, uh, you want to resist uh, the assignation to one gender or the other. Uh, but uh, I want to stress the and, fact... And usually the two are conflated into one it, into thing, but which, that's exactly, not exactly the it's same It's not exactly the debate. same. Yeah. Nonetheless, I, uh, I want to stress the fact that the first manuel d'écriture inclusive, um, whose uh, date of publication, unfortunately, I've forgotten, but I think it dates back at least to, I would say, 2016, maybe 2017, was not produced by people within the academia, not even by people within gender studies. So that tells you something, which is to say that um, it, is, um, it is something that, uh, that comes from, uh, you know, ça vient d'en bas, and that's important. So uh, in other words, it doesn't come from the political power, 
and uh, uh, its uh, institutional translation, for instance, of course, in the Académie Française, which is against it. But it doesn't come either from the kind of uh, uh, knowledge power you know, that the university and the academics m m might represent. So that's, uh, that's uh, I think, one uh, important element. Now, on questions uh, uh, de fond, uh, 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 I think that, uh, you know, uh, for me, well, I, I do use, you know, écriture inclusive myself, you know, in messages to my colleagues, to whatever. Uh, uh, I don't do it, I don't do it in, in, uh, in a rigorous way. And because, because, why? Because I think that precisely one should resist any conflation of language with any kind of law. Language is not a law, contrary to <laughs> some what thinkers would have us to, 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 to think. Uh, language is a living uh, organism, and as a, and as a and as a result, uh, uh, it changes. It it gets modified all the time. It gets uh, enriched by all kinds of um, you know different elements, etc. So, but. Um, Nonetheless, to me, the merit of uh, uh, the debate around écriture inclusive is to bring to, to the fore um, um, uh, an aspect, indeed, of, you know, for instance, when, when it comes, because écriture inclusive uh, uh, has to do with better representing women in language, but also, um, again, any kind of mm, uh, gendered, uh, you know, expressions uh, uh, that uh, don't uh, uh, fit with, uh, indeed, the binary uh, man-woman, okay. Um, nonetheless, so uh, what I wanted to say about this is that um, it, it brings to, 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 to the fore uh, an aspect of, um, uh, you know, gender discrimination uh, uh, which I think is very important, and and which was already dealt with, albeit in a different way, by the the feminists, to 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 use this word, you know, uh, uh, quickly in the 70s, which is to say, uh, uh, what was identified, uh, for instance, by Italian feminists in the 1980s as uh, women's symbolic misery. In other words, um, you know, uh, gender discrimination or gender hierarchy or gender is not doesn't only happen uh, uh, you know in the social world if you think of the social conventionally it also happens in language and through language and and that's I think very important to to uh, to to uh, 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 to, 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 to stress you know after all when uh, um, when Lacan was saying in this kind of provocatory way uh, in uh, his seminar Encore, uh, women are, exclu are excluded by the nature of things which, are, which is the nature of words. You know, what, what was he saying? But uh, that, uh, you know, he, he went at length to theorize the kind of internal exclusion of women uh, 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 within the symbolic order, which, you know, for him was the order of language. So I think there is a real question here, uh, uh, and, and a question that, that deserves to be, you know, to, to, be, to be thought of and to be pursued. In, in, and one way of doing that is, is écriture inclusive. I'll, I'll give you a, a very personal um, 
uh, example of uh, uh, of what it does to somebody to uh, a subject like like me who for many reasons and without wanting to universalize my position um, do identify and like even to uh, identify a, as a woman. I remember when I came to the United States and, you know, I spoke English, but, you know, uh, the way people, even though I was a good student, speak English when you know, they come from the French uh, high school, so my English was not very colloquial. Uh, and I arrived in the States, again, it's the early 80s, and uh, uh, I'm greeted whether I'm alone or, or, or with friends or whether, you know, I'm in a group of females and, and, and whoever, and it's another, um, um, you know, female at the time, you know, uh, talking to me or talking to us and or, or by, hi guys. And I have to say that I felt, you know, I did feel uh, uh, I didn't like that because I thought I'm not a guy. You know, this is not uh, representing me in language. And it was not, I, I never thought uh, uh, um, of it. It never transformed. Uh, uh, I think I, 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 I never, as you know, uh, being more of a Deridian, if I'm anything than anything else, I, I'm, I'm not a, a proponent of identity politics or whatever. So it's not that I felt that, you know, I had to be recognized in my identity as a woman. But, but I, I, I did, I do feel that there is a symbolic violence in language and, and that there, is, uh, there are mechanisms of, of, of symbolic uh, effacement at work all the time. And I have to say that, you know, I'll give you an example in French, in French now. Uh, when you, and, and especially I have to say in, in public spaces, you know, you, you, you arrive and you, you tell, you, you, you address a group of people and, and in French you'll say, uh, bonjour à tous. No, I think I, I want to hear, you know, bonjour à toutes et tous, or, or tous et toutes, it doesn't matter the, the order. Um, anyway, so I have to say that I am sensitive uh, uh, to these questions. What, what of course, I, I, I wouldn't want to, 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 to happen is, uh, and this is something actually you were talking about, I, I, I don't want this to be, I, I, I want... Uh, uh, the the, the so-called inclusive language I don't really like the, the this uh, um, this wording uh, sure, inclusive sure. Uh, I, I don't at all in fact uh, um, but um, you know I I want uh, yes yes I think that again um, people should be allowed to uh, to live in the language <laughs> uh, uh, they 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 speak to they they speak. Uh, 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 and um, and so again, in this sense, I, I think um, uh, there is something to be said about that. Now, the question I, I know that um, one of the um, one of the headings, uh, one of the uh, of um, of discontent toward écriture inclusive, is that it makes things even more difficult. French is a difficult language, and so if you start adding, you know. Uh, point médian, uh, whatever, etc. It will complicate everything. everything. Uh, you know, th there is something true to that to a certain degree. But after all, you know, when when you see, for instance, the 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 um, the extent of of the new languages that have flourished with 
uh, the new technological means. You know, for instance, the fact that when you send a, a text, uh, uh, um, when you do texting, uh, uh, in, in, in French at least, I don't know, I'm sure it's the same in English, uh, you use um, a, a form of writing which is almost stenographic, but which, you know, you have to learn in the same way. At the beginning, if I, had, if I didn't have a daughter who is now 22, I wouldn't have known what TKT, uh, TQT means, which is to say t'inquiète, for instance, and the like, you know. So, so there, is, uh, th there is language inventiveness all the time. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, in this sense, I think that, uh, and, and, and given the fact that, that these attempts we're talking about at, uh, at uh, inclusivity uh, uh, come indeed from the bottom, if I may say, um, I think they should be um, acknowledged, you know. And as, as was said about this stupid con controversy about the introduction of Yale in the Dictionnaire Robert, le, le Dictionnaire Le Robert is not l'Académie Française. It, it just... So maybe just uh, two words on this. So Le Robert, one of the most authoritative uh, dictionaries in, in France, very recently included uh, the pronoun Yale, which... Uh, um, might be seen as the equivalent of uh, they as a transgender pronoun uh, in contemporary American English or Z. And, and, and so the fact that the the word would be included in the dictionary, there are many words in, in the dictionary, some of them are almost never spoken, but the fact that that word was included um, provoked a, a huge reaction, media campaign uh, in favor or against it, and that, that's part of what we were describing with these uh, passion against or for écriture inclusive and any other ways to tie a political statement or a political analysis to a uh, question of language. Right. Now, what is true, and that's a discussion that for linguistic reasons, I think, can barely, cannot happen, you know, uh, in... Uh, in, in the English-speaking world, is that within the precinct of, uh, you know, gender activists uh, or, or gender theorists, there is a dispute about what écriture inclusive is really about and what its effects would be. Because, for instance, if you take the pronoun well, uh, yel, uh, we were, uh, you were mentioning, which is the contraction of il en en el, well, um, contrary to, for instance, they in English, which is indeed not gendered. Well, here you have, uh, is, it, is it a neutral pronoun or is it uh, doubly gendered? And if it's doubly gendered, doesn't it mean that it re, uh, reinstitutes the binary uh, that it's supposed to, to work against? That's one of the questions. So, for instance, um, in the discussion that is taking place uh, you know, among uh, queer activists, for instance, or feminists, uh, this is this is a this is a point of debate. Uh, uh, what are these linguistic, you know, changes uh, uh, in 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 uh, in uses in in the in in ordinary uses? What are they about? Are they about the feminization of language? Are they about demasculinization, which is not exactly the same thing? Are they about neutralization? Uh, uh, what does it mean to, uh, if with the pronoun yell again, uh, are we reintroducing uh, uh, 
uh, a binary structure that uh, uh, that uh, that we are uh, you know fighting against uh, in other respects. Uh, once again, this is it, it's hard. It's true to to escape, uh, um, you know, the the, uh, the the morphological structure of the French language, uh, which has indeed uh, a gender dimorphism uh, embedded uh, uh, in it. Uh, so these are the discussions which which I understand uh, uh, and. Uh, uh, but 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 once again, I think that anything that can um, um, you, you know that 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 um, that, that that can uh, show, for instance, contribute to to showing uh, that again uh, uh, language. Uh, is not an immutable code. It's not. <laughs> it's not, in this sense, a symbolic order. It can be, you know, uh, 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 and, and that orders as such are not immutable, I think, is a good thing. And something, uh, uh, indeed, that can uh, 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 shake uh, uh, um, the... Uh, that, that can contribute, at least, to, to, to shaking... Um, again, what these Italian feminists called uh, the, the, the age-old symbolic misery of women, their, 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 their status as, uh, as strangers, you know, uh, uh, in their own language, or, or as, um, you know, as, as the ones uh, one speak about but who do not speak, etc. All this, I think, uh, uh, is, is, being, uh, is, is part of what underlies uh, the emergence of this question of uh, écriture inclusive and, and the debates around it. So I, I guess I should be a bit more critical of the, uh, <laughs> the inclusive writing and, and uh, for, for reasons that I believe are not uh, usually mentioned. I mean, another one that is usually mentioned is the uh, discrepancy between the uh, written part and the spoken part. Mm -hmm, and it's true mm -hmm. that it's uh, a consideration, but none of this to me is, is so... Um, central but my first reservation i would have uh, deals with with what with a reservation you expressed yourself in fact about the legalistic mm. uh, aspect and that's where i am usually uh, on the side of pessimism and so even though i see the grassroots efforts and even though i believe that language is mutable and there there is no reason to do as if language were um, absolutely remote or uh, severed from from a social context especially in france as as you <laughs> as you reminded us uh, it it still seems to me that what we are uh, seeing is the usual um, attempt to turn uh, a possible code or a certain convention about writing into something that would be mandatory and, and uh, legalistic, that uh -huh. you should use the uh, écriture inclusive, that you should use it in that way, in the same, in, by the same token, that you should have a pronoun that would not be feminine uh, nor uh, masculine, but that you should use that pronoun. And then that people could have different opinions about the kind of other pronouns that they would. And that by not saying the right pronoun, you would be uh, immediately denounced as uh, the worst person on earth and, and so on. So the, the first aspect to me is 
that I see also embedded with the uh, what I consider to be a revival and a dangerous one of identity politics is that everything is on the verge of becoming a very legalistic uh, and mandatory code. And that's very different from creating new genders through writing, which, which is what many writers have done, especially in French, and not only those working with neologisms and so on. So that, that's my first reservation. I guess we share some of that, at least to uh, some extent. No, I, I understand what you're saying, and this is what I was saying. Uh, you know, language shouldn't be the law. Language should be allowed to live and to breathe so that uh, it, 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 it can always be in a state of insurrection but, in a certain way. I, and therefore, I, but I understand what you're saying. I of mean, course. it seems to me that the, the yeah. most vocal proponents, at least, of no, Écriture I, Inclusive are on the side of... To a, certain, to a certain degree, but one has to say that for the moment, they don't have the upper hand. For the moment, uh, for the moment uh, on the contrary, you have, you know... Uh, explicit statements from uh, the Minister of National Education, which says we will not allow écriture inclusive. And it's precisely this kind of language which then, you know, uh, 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 elicits uh, uh, a counter uh, uh, move uh, uh, toward um, the recognition uh, of this language. It's precisely the kind of, you know, repressive stance and taken from above uh, that, uh, um, so that I understand what, what you're saying. And I think that um, it's um, um, to, to, to rule, I mean, me too, I come from literature. Uh, literature is, I think, historically, you know, at odds with any kind of rules, you know, in language, of language. So, uh, uh, but for the moment, uh, the rule and what, what rules us is, is, is not, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> uh, what you say. It's not écriture uh, inclusive. Uh, uh, and, and again, to me, écriture inclusive, it's like, it's no more difficult, no less difficult than all these, these, these languages, you know, that, uh, uh, for instance, there is, to, to my mind, for instance, and maybe I'm wrong, but um, you know, when when I when I hear uh, the way my daughter speaks, when I he when I see the way she writes, for instance, in in these texts, it's it's a it, it's a different language. It's a different use of language. The words you know don't have the same meanings. There is a lot of verlan, you know, which is inversed words, but even more than that. Uh, and so um, it's. Um, and, and, and here too, as, as with all languages, you, you know, you have uh, the, the process of acculturation is, is, is difficult. Uh, now, we know that these kinds of phenomena usually are passing, this, this way of speaking, etc. probably uh, won't stay, it will be replaced by other things, etc. But, but again, uh, yes, yes, I understand uh, your worry. Uh, and I understand it, especially, I would say, from the point of view of what is happening in other registers uh, in, in America or in, in sure. the American academia. Uh, uh, but again, I, I, think, uh, I think we are not, uh, we haven't reached uh, that stage uh, uh, here uh, uh, um, in France. I think that the political landscape is such that, in fact, uh, for the moment, we're still comfortably 
on the losing side. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, and I don't want to be too long on that. But um, another concern I would have is um, with th with the relation between society and language that is being s seen there. I mean, there is a relation, and it's true that it's uh, appalling to to see uh, some people voicing their opposition to uh, inclusive writing in the name of a kind of purified French that would be self-standing and, right. and above any right. kind of political interference, which right. is quite difficult to, um, to represent mentally. Uh -uh. Uh, but to, there is this famous sentence that you know from the uh, French linguist Emile Benveniste, uh, le langage est l'interprétant de la société. Language is yeah. the interpreter right. of society. Right. And I often see in in some of those move in some of the movements we we witness these days and that that is the case for écriture inclusive but that's by no means specific to it that we are rather seeing the rise of the opposite idea that uh, society is interpreting language and that be, if society is changing then language should be changed accordingly and it seems to me that we have not a dialectic there mm -hmm. but a tendency it's also the way many people read literary texts in, in academia uh, today where they see texts as symptoms of social structures mm, mm. and and my worry my concern is about um, seeing a, a proposal such as écriture inclusive good or bad name uh, seeing a proposal as a kind of remedy and and that's on the same track as the legalistic tendency mm. that you need to, that society is going to dictate what language is about and that language and literature and artworks and thought should reflect society. And we believe that uh, artworks are not absolutely independent from societies, but we also believe, if we believe in promise of art, that there is something more than just a reflection right and and that's the uh, that's one of the uh, the problems i see there that language is being downsized in its yeah. theoretical and uh, practical I, I, I understand and and i may you know i may be uh, fooling myself or i may be uh, even though you but know, you know I, i'm always a pessimistic on uh, no no <laughs> I, I mean i think what you what you describe is a possibility i i know very well it is a possibility but but for the moment, I, you know, speaking for myself, <laughs> uh, I want to think of uh, écriture in inclusive as a kind of, an, uh, although, as I said, I, I don't like this expression, uh, this formula that has been, you know, thought about by communicant. Uh, um, I, um, you know, I would prefer écriture, uh, je sais pas, dissensuelle, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, um, for the moment, and because it is nonetheless the, the, the you know, the, uh, it is, it is practiced, uh, practiced or upheld by a minority, I, I still think of it as a kind of literary endeavor, which is to say a way of introducing you know, questions and uh, and of upsetting the uh, the order, the the blind and deaf order of language, blind and deaf to itself, to its own workings. Well, up upsetting the order and uh, opening up questions is certainly what we're trying to do on, on a minor scale in, in, in our podcast. And so I, I really thank you, Anne, for uh, your presence and for this discussion. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> merci, merci, Laurent. <laughs> 
You were listening to Vive la Différence, a podcast brought to you by the French Studies Program at Cornell University through a special grant awarded by the French Embassy to the United States. The opinions voiced by the host and the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the French Studies Program, the French government, Cornell University, and so on. In fact, we all try to speak for ourselves. The music was by Carole Beffa, with special thanks to him. This episode was produced by Jacob Matthews. Au revoir, à bientôt.